I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We are recording. Hi. Um, hi, how are you? You all right? Yeah, good. You had a busy day? This is a very nice way to end the day because it's Tuesday and we're recording the podcast on a Tuesday like mm-hmm. we normally do. But I haven't seen you all day. I, mean, no. I saw you this morning. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're, um, we're ending the day by starting a podcast. And what is nice is we haven't really talked that much since I got in. So this is like the hello. This is catch up. This, this is, is catch up. A daily debrief. If you can hear anything in the background, that is us being domestic goddesses. Goddesses and drying. God. Shall I shut the door? Yeah, the door. shut the utility door. That's not a euphemism, by the way. <clears throat> um, yeah, so um, I saw you this morning at about yes. 10 o'clock, and yeah. then you dashed out. So why don't you tell everybody where you've been, because well, it's a little so plug for your show. Ricky Marino, who I do Language of Love with that's on his, Channel 4. That's not his real name. It is his real name. Ricky Marino. Ricky Marino. Are you sure? He sounds like a character from El Dorado. He is. Him and, <laughs> him and Pablo, his boyfriend, are like two of my favourite people. Yeah. And I only worked with him for two weeks, but oh my God... Mm-hmm. It was so good to see him mm-hmm. again, and it was like yesterday. And we definitely have to go out clubbing when we can go out clubbing. Oh yeah, great! And I'd love to do that. We're going to Madrid Gay Pride. Okay. Apparently, it's amazing. Is it? Yeah, like amazing. And we're also going to go out for non-gay Pride Madrid as well. Okay. Yes, I'll do. All, uh, I'll just do let's Pride. Let's do all the Madrid. Pride Madrid. And um, Madrid's a fantastic city. Yeah. That's the first thing I'm going to recommend. Because Madrid, I would imagine, because it's not by the coast, perhaps it's kind of not necessarily, unless you were purely going for culture, mm-hmm. a town you would visit mm-hmm. if you were kind of going on a beach holiday. But if you want to go away for a four-day culture holiday, Madrid is beautiful. There's an amazing nightlife, mm-hmm. really fantastic restaurants, beautiful old town it's extraordinary and of course if you don't speak spanish it could be quite interesting but spain's west end broadway yeah sort of the equivalent of broadway is in madrid ah okay and he um, is on he is on madrid's broadway yes he is in ghost yeah he, he plays, plays the, lead. the patrick swayze mm. uh, character mm. who's dead mm. if i remember yeah <laughs> and does sexy things with women uh, well demi on, on a pottery wheel yeah yeah i remember it well Demi Moore's hair in Ghost was the most asked for hairstyle in, in, in 1991 or whatever it was. God almighty, everyone came in to get their hair cut. And then closely followed by Rachel. Yeah, there was Meg Ryan in the middle in a film called French Kiss. She had this little oh, short really? crop and everybody went crazy for Meg Ryan's hair. Oh, yeah. really? It was a really big deal, yeah. And then along came Rachel. But I would say... The most two asked for hairstyles in my career in the 90s would have been Anthea Turner and Meg Ryan. Anthea Turner! Iconic! Yeah, and then towards the end of that, it was it probably all went to the Rachel. What's interesting about that is that Nicky Clark used to do Anthea Turner's hair, and I always used to think, 
how's Nikki Clark got so famous as a hairdresser? Because I wanted to try and work out what the formula was. And the thing that I, I pieced together was that he had one of the one of the sayings that we used to hear all the time by my boss, who I used to, you know, who I worked for, Gary Spencer, used to say, your client is a walking advert for you, you know, so mm. make sure they look as good as they can all the time, even mm. when you haven't done their hair. Mm. So you should teach them to do their own hair really well mm. because everyone will say, where do you get your hair done? Like, they're an advert for you the whole mm-hmm. time. What Anthea Turner was, was the biggest female TV star of the 90s, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she advertised Nikki's work every day on TV. Every day. So what I thought is, I need to get myself a client who's going to be on TV a lot. And that That's would me. be... And it ended up being you. But I didn't make you like Nikki Clark. You made me better than Nikki Clark. I made you better than <laughs> yeah. Nikki Clark. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, this is two weeks on the trot we've mentioned Nikki Clark. Do you know, can it's I just say, yeah. his brother yeah. messaged us yes. and said he's actually has got a cafe. Mm. Um, in his salon. And a little scene going on in his salon. We're invited. Okay, he has I'm a chef excited. as well in there, full-time we're, chef. We're going. Yeah, great. Let's okay. go to see uh, And we can Michael go and people Clark watch. Salon. Yeah. So yes, uh, Ricky Marino is in Ghost. That must be running for quite a while. Yeah, so he's still good. in it. Yeah, and um, he's over here to do some promotion for the show, and we're having dinner with him tonight. So I'm going to have had two meals with him today. Blimey! And you barely have two meals a week. <laughs> <laughs> this is incredible. You're going to be enormous by tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to watch carefully what you eat tonight and see what it is. If you just go for some and lettuce. avocado. Yeah, you'll go for that butterhead lettuce with um, avocado. Yeah, that's it. And then we're going to watch the actual show, Languages Together, of Love, tonight. Going out, yeah. Quite surreal for me, that, because obviously I was there watching it get made, and then it'll, I'll be here tonight with, with everyone, with you two, watching it with you. It'd be quite it's interesting Gogglebox, for me. basically. Yes. I'd love to do Gogglebox with you at some point. We're going to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I love Gogglebox. It's great. And we love watching telly. It's a great show. I love watching telly. There's not a lot of mm. good stuff. That was going to start this podcast really with this thing is that I've watched quite a few movies and quite a few TV shows. Now, and as I've we know, I've watched two. As we know, this podcast is not a review podcast. We mm-hmm. don't review stuff, we recommend stuff. Yeah. And if I watch something that I don't particularly like, like. We I don't talk about it. We wouldn't necessarily talk about it or recommend it. Well, we it. would never talk about it mm. because if we don't like it. But I'm, I've come up against a problem is that everything I've watched I've not particularly liked. I've only seen one thing that's blown my mind this week. Okay, well, let's start with that. Okay. Yeah. So, it is um, a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, It came out uh, in August last year. It is mind-blowing. Now, there's a thing that happens to me that when I Mm -hmm. get recommended something a lot, Mm -hmm. I don't want to watch it. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's like, oh no, it's too popular. So sometimes I have to kind of just step away from it for a moment. I would imagine quite a few people felt like that about Don't Look Up. Yes. You know, it's like, okay, everybody's telling me to to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. But I did watch it today. And I was in the back of a car and the driver had to ask me if I was okay. Because you were crying so hard. I was snivelling and sobbing loudly it's got an 8.1 on IMDb. Um, it's called Coda. Now, what I do know about this is lots of our yeah, listeners they did. have sent us messages to watch this and said it's brilliant. So first of all, thank you to everybody who sent messages to watch it. It has been in my on the back burner of my list for quite a long time. And when you said you were watching it the other night, I was a bit like, oh, thanks very much. <laughs> yeah, you watched that then. 
girl. I'll watch something else. <laughs> Tell me if you no, feel like I'm that. Only, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. I was glad you were watching it because uh, it's nice that you've got things to talk about that I haven't seen. So, so CODA stands for Child of Deaf Adults. And I'm sorry if most of our listeners mm-hmm. have watched it. But if you haven't, you really must. Directed and written by Sham Hedda and written by a few others as well. But she also wrote the screenplay. Play. Emily Jones plays Ruby Rossi, who is the lead, and she is the hearing child of Marley Maitland and Troy Kotzer. They're the family, and they are both profoundly deaf, and her brother is profoundly deaf as well, and they only sign, they don't lip-read. Okay. So they need her, basically, when she was born, and she was born hearing, they, basically, she was yeah. their interpreter. And they are fishermen as well, and so she's trying to combine fishing and going to school and learning and her big passion is music and it just kind of follows that story. Amelia Jones, this is real dedication because her sign language, she makes it look Mm -hmm. so easy. Now, having worked on Long Lost Family, we worked with um, a deaf woman who speaks British sign language, which is completely different to American sign language because they do a lot of abbreviations and a lot of acting out with their hands Mm -hmm. because it's impossible to sign every single word. Mm -hmm. So they would talk about something, um, like when your tummy is sort of rumbling, they rub their hands together with their knuckles together by their tummy. Mm -hmm. They, They do a lot of gesticulation with their hands, but a lot of movement with their faces and their bodies. It's, they use everything to sign. And, she spent nine months learning American Sign Language. Mm-hmm. And she is, I mean, I don't speak American Sign Language, so I don't know, but she just looks so fluid. Uh-huh. She had singing lessons for nine, nine months, um, which I can't believe that she needed singing lessons because her singing voice is so, she's got a naturally amazing singing voice. And then she learned how to operate a fishing trawler. I mean... <laughs> You know when I'm saying that so many movies at the moment feel a bit amateur? Yes. This film, she, and in fact the whole family, everybody was cast brilliantly. Mm. I didn't know any of them. and I didn't know anyone in the movie. But they were very, very good. And the quality of acting in there mm-hmm. and the storyline, it was different. It was unique. And the ending literally... Really? Made me made me weep. It's a story and, about family. Okay, because I was going to say about the, the love, family thing, is, about yeah. your passion in life, mm. but mainly about the the love of a family, mm. but at the same time a family that loves you so much and is a very tight family because of their disadvantage in life. Yeah, but at the same time they need you, mm-hmm. and you want to try and. Go. break free <laughs> and it's really yeah. painful you know mm. oh my god it's yes I mean it's, it comes with quite a responsibility all of that doesn't it but it's potentially the the journey of your life like the adventure of your life mm. is that thing mm. one you want to run away from but two it gives you probably mm. an enormous amount of meaning and purpose I knew this uh, couple quite well when I lived uh, in Crouch End many many moons ago and they'd had a, a I think they'd had a daughter and then they'd had a son with Down syndrome. And then, you know, they were a bit unsure about what, what, what to do next, I guess, whether to just cap it at that or have a third child. And they made a very practical decision to have a third child so that the firstborn didn't carry the whole burden 
of the Down syndrome mm. child if anything happened to the parents or as the parents got older mm. and, the, you know, and so on and so forth. And I thought, God, it was really interesting that it's so rare you hear that people have a practical reason for having a child. Mm. Like two or three hundred years ago, you had children because you needed someone to take over the farm or take mm. over the business or carry on working well, or you, look after you. had you. to have loads of children because the possibility of all of your children dying mm. was quite high. But I you very rarely come across mm. people having children for, for very practical reasons now or things that would help rather than you have them because you want them because mm. you want to have this experience of raising a family. But I thought it was an amazing thing to do and that it would be interesting to see you know, what, what children feel like about that, whether they feel the burden of it or whether they feel it's a, a challenge that gives them great reward. Or There's an amazing you know, yeah. moment where the brother and the sister, the brother's older, mm. have a fight and you think it's going to be a fight about one thing mm-hmm. and it's actually a fight about something completely wow. different and it's... Oh, it's like straight mm. to the heart. It's interesting you talked about that, about having a child, because uh, we did a long-lost family, which was really insane mm-hmm. in um, Sicily. It was um, a long-lost family spin-off. It was about um, children that get wrongly swapped at birth. Oh, God, it's an incredible story. This. And um, the mothers realised mm. when the daughters were three years old that they had each other's daughters because they ended yeah. up at the same nursery by some fluke. Wow. And they somehow realised that they did have to swap them back. Yeah. But one of them, it was her only child. Mm. And for three years, she cherished this only child as her out. only child. The other one had two other daughters. Oh, okay. And this daughter was added to the melee. So <clears throat> not only was she going to receive a child mm-hmm. that was her biological child, but who up. was used to two sisters. Yeah. She'd have to send an only child into a crazy family of three. Yeah. Oh, God. I and mean, the complexity of it. It's mind-blowing. It really is. And, and then the emotion. she had another baby because the psychologist said, you oh. need to have another baby yeah. for this only child because it's had two sisters and it needs wow. someone else. And she, she did. Um, but she, she talks about it in such a brave and when is this on because it just sounds yeah it's summer it it, it is really amazing you you will love it yeah Mm. Mm. because it sounds like a documentary or a movie it It is it is like a documentary yeah Mm. um remember that three identical strangers one yeah it's just well the the reason why we started the search was because a woman came to us and said i think i was brought up by the wrong woman really and i did some i did Mm. a genetic test and she was not my genetic mother but she thought she was and she died at this point. Yeah, I think okay. so. Okay, wow. And she's asked I mean, if we can find her real family. It's just unbelievably complex to mm. unpick that stuff, mm. especially if you're 50 years old or something mm. at that point. I mean... You're like, what? I mean, that's mm. one thing, finding out you're adopted, but finding mm. out that there's been a mix-up. And also, the sadness in knowing that your mother potentially grew up mm. wondering if you were her biological child, but just thinking that... Yeah. Digging any deeper mm. is not worth it. This would mm. be awful. But she thought her mother, her birth, well, who she thought was yeah. her birth mother, might know. Yeah. Both my kids, I used to think, are you mine? You look so different to me. And then I go through photo albums of when I have my kid and I go, oh my God, you're definitely mine. <laughs> but you, know, you just think, oh, they don't really yeah, look like me. Your kids look exactly like you. I know they do. Like I know they do. That's, That's so the, funny. It's, it's very My weird, middle daughter, you know? thank God for mm. photographs because yeah. I can prove to my middle daughter that I gave birth to her because 
and there was no swapping because we I gave birth at home. Yes. But sh- she doesn't look anything no, like. You're absolutely right. I know. Yeah, me. she is, looks know. very different. Yeah. Um, or Holly. Mm. It's very funny. Yeah, it's um, very peculiar. Coda then. Uh, Coda I, I'm going to watch that. Absolutely. Because... I want to watch it again with you. Okay, great. Because I am suffering slightly with the January blues, mm. and I could do with something that you would have really. You've struggled, haven't you? Yeah, I always tend to, I think. January is a bit crap, and I think the lack of sunlight... I mean, mm. when it was sunny the last couple of days, it's oh, been so great. Nice. Mm. It's just like, whoa, it's like someone pouring some fresh cold water over you or something. Mm. It's just so nice. Well, it, how are you in February? I can't remember, really. But I think I'm bad in February, so if oh, you yeah. feel better in February... Can uh, I'll perk you up okay. in February, if okay. you can perk me up in January. But what might be helpful is a, is a good film to have a good cry Well, at. a cry, and this um, will be it. And not forgetting that Monday night was the full moon. Mm-hmm. And Bo struggled yes. immensely. Yes, she did, didn't she? She did. So I went to the cinema recently to see a film that my son wanted me to see. Now, this is one that um, I would semi-recommend. Yes. But there are some interesting things about it. So mm-hmm. first of all, it's called Licorice Pizza. It's a big uh, release that's around at the moment and probably on every kind of mainstream cinema. Um, it's a film by Paul Thomas Anderson, who uh, did things like Magnolia, um, which everybody loved. I remember it's got Tom Cruise in it and... Mm. Um, a whole bunch of uh, brilliant actors and a fantastic story. He is always that, makes very long that films. Is that line, respect the cock? Yes, that Tom Cruise did. So he was funny. like a sex... So funny. No, he's he like a male... Feminists. But he, for men, like it was yes. trying to re-give confidence back to men. Okay. Um, I hadn't seen it for a long time, but I do want to watch it again. And I'd then love he also, to watch Magnolia again. He also did There Will Be Blood, which is a film I really rate. Um, I remember Mark Cormod used to say... If you're going to go to the cinema to watch There Will Be Blood, you buy five seats. The one you sit in, the one in front of you, the one behind you, the one left and the one right. And then you watch the film because you do not want anybody sat near you when you watch it. Because it's so intense that any distraction or someone eating popcorn next to you. It's, it's about, I guess it's about capitalism and the birth of oil mining in America. It's Daniel Day-Lewis and he starts off digging for gold and then he realises you can get oil out of the ground Mm. and then he finds a technique for digging oil and then he starts to go and buy land in strategic places. But it's Mm. not just him, there's lots of other people kind of doing it. Um, But he stumbles across a plot of land that um, a, a boy sells him, but the boy wants him to build a church and the boy wants to indoctrinate him into this church. So he plays the game of kind of pretending he's slightly religious in one thing or another and then eventually just gets fed up with the boy and then starts to rebel. And there's an odd relationship between these two, young, a young preacher um, and then Daniel Day-Lewis's character called Daniel Plainview. And he's been left with a baby because one of his co-workers died down the mine and left the baby. So he's pretending the baby's his own son and using the baby's cute face in a way to kind of bargain for land and say, me and my son, we lost our my wife and mother, but, you know, we're oil men and we're we're going to help this town thrive and all that. So he's very manipulative about it. But the preacher is evil, like spooky, horrible, manipulative. Oh, really? I thought you were going to like... passive-aggressive. And then, obviously, um, the, the character that, um, that is played by Daniel Day-Lewis is also extremely evil, sinister and manipulative. And the two of them just... It's a very long, weird film with really peculiar music, but it's stunning. And the final scene... Oh, my scene, God, I want to see that as well. The final scene is... 
brilliant. It's just brilliant. How long know? is it? It's a biggie. It's like two hours 20, two hours 30. Let me have a quick look what it rates at because Mark Kermode always said it was one of the best films he'd ever seen, really. Um, what did I say it was called? There Will Be Blood. There Will. Uh, there you go. 2007. God, it's an old one. So 8.2 on IMDb. Uh, Who's the boy played by? Oh, it's Paul... Paul Dano, Dano. yes. Who was also in... <clears throat> Um, prisoners. Oh, he's so good. Mm. And there's the, the little boy there. So it doesn't say how long it is anywhere here. I can't see. Um, but it's it's long. It's a lengthy film. You could easily break it down into two two sections, I think. But God almighty, it's good. There's no speaking for like the first 15 minutes. It's just him digging. <laughs> and then a couple of accidents happen and things like that. But you just, you find yourself thinking, nobody's, nobody's said anything yet. <laughs> and it's such a brave way to start a big, big movie, you know. So anyway, just going back to um, to this film, uh, Licorice Pizza, because he's gone on to do this. So I was like, let's watch this film because it's a Paul Thomas Anderson it's bound film. to be good. And it, there's some great piece in it. So there's this guy in it called Cooper Hoffman. Guess who he is? Who? Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. No. Yes. Who was a huge collaborator. He looks with... exactly yes. like him. So I only found this out after the film, but I kept watching the film with the kid. I really recognise this kid, but I've never seen him in anything before. Um, the trailer's fantastic. You'll watch it and go, crikey, that's absolutely brilliant. And there's a little cameo from Bradley Cooper in here as well, who plays John Peters. Now, you might not know who John Peters is, but John Peters was Barbara Streisand's hairdresser, who went on to be the president of Sony Pictures and made... What? Huge movies. What do you mean you could be the president? Well, I've got to say, John Peters has always slightly inspired me because it means you could be anything. Like, here's a guy who was curling Barbara Streisand's hair one minute and then running an enormous movie studio the next. Do you know, I honestly, hand on heart, think you could do that. Well, easily. He he produced the original Star is Born film (gasps) with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. Anyway, he's a brilliant character and Bradley Cooper plays him, who's a total shagger, like classic hairdresser, Mm. right? And he drives a Ferrari and he dresses all these white clothes and everything. So there's some really interesting kind of funny, funny cameos in it. But it's a film that doesn't hang together very well. I, I mean, it gets eight on IMDb. It's about an hour and 20 minutes long. As John it's Peters won said. awards. It's won loads of awards and it'll go on to do very well, I think, at the Oscars. Interestingly, this girl who stars in it, which is called Alana Haim. Have you ever heard of a band called Haim? Yeah. So she is the... the the, the ringleader of the band Haim and her sisters who are also in this film are also in the yeah, band yeah, yeah. and her dad is plays her real dad in this film as well he's called Mordecai Haim so it's a really, some really interesting facts and, and things in it it's based and set in 1973 <gasps> Tom Waits yeah Tom Waits is in it Sean Penn's in it oh I mean there's God, loads the of great cameos in it but uh, you know on the whole I found it a bit disappointing I'm going to lower people's expectations when they go and see it one thing is the sets are brilliant, the cars are brilliant, everything about the era is brilliant. I thought it was set in about 1969. It doesn't feel like 1973 at all, but it is. There's lots of shots of Nixon. There's the huge fuel crisis in America that plays a big part in the film as well. So there's some nice, lovely bits of history in it. But don't go expecting a coherent story or something really with a beginning, middle and end. Loads of bits of it just peter out. Loads of it don't mean anything. I really struggled to get my teeth into it. But on the whole, there's some brilliant acting in it. And if you fancy just a night out, go for a pizza and then watch... Pizza. Licorice pizza. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Um, so give it a whirl. But watch the trailer first, and then maybe read some reviews and see what you think, because it's definitely not everyone's cup of tea. I'm just going to very quickly mm-hmm. mention an Instagram account that I accidentally came across the other day because somebody had said something about Gillian Rowe, or somebody had tagged mm-hmm. at Gillian Rowe, and I was like, oh, who's she? So it's at Gillian with a G. G-I-L-L-I-A-N underscore row underscore. Okay. She's a teacher, um, but she's into home, nature, food, craft, and books. And mm-hmm. she's from Hampshire, and she does a blog called Tales from a Happy House. And you know that thing? I think that a grid on Instagram is really important. Mm-hmm. If you're yes. going to sell something, yes. your grid has to look beautiful. Um, there was something about our making the cut grid when we did our advent calendar. Oh, yes. It was very jarring because I was like, yeah. oh, no, hang on a minute. It's only pictures. Look at this grid from Gillian Rowe. It's just really satisfying. She'll Ooh, take a yes. picture of a beach or a church mm. or a street um, along with food. But everything, sea, beach, a bowl of cereal, it just, a bedside table, it just looks... So appealing, but this was Ooh, the thing what is that? that I a... really, really love. So, Ooh. she has done, and it made me think of mm-hmm. Sarah, yes. you know, my bestie. I do. And she loves her... Um, What's it called? Needlepoint or...? Tapestry. Yes, okay. So, this woman, Gillian Rowe, on the 1st of January, she posted... A picture because December stitch a day is finished with 365 stitches, 365 tiny drawings with needle and thread that represent our 2021. She's worked on the project. Um, <clears throat> she did a stitch a day, but if you look at it, it's basically like a wheel, and it's split into 12 segments. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, and 12. each segment has got what happened that month. And she slotted in a little piece of that month. And obviously, it was very interesting. There's a bit about the NHS in Mm. there, or there's bits about summer. And the colour of each season pertains to, so this is summer, this is going into autumn, and this is winter, and this is Christmas, and this is January. So it's it's so beautiful. Can you buy it? No, and I was thinking... No, well, I don't think so. No, and I would buy that. Yeah, me too. I was just thinking exactly that. It looks great. beautiful thing. Mm. So even if you do nothing else with Gillian Rowe, Mm -hmm. I'm just skimming through. Yeah, it's so nicely done. NHS. Mm. Like plants, jigsaw, a scarf, a snowflake, an aubergine. An aubergine. I wonder what that means. was up to that. Um, It's... A thing of absolute beauty. There's something about tiny stitches. Mm. In fact, I would say I am a very simple person. (laughs) I love tiny things, Mm. like tiny stitches, tiny figurines, tiny dogs, tiny mini anything. I also love anything sparkly. I'm a magpie. So anything with shiny, sparkly, anything um, I love. But this really appeals to me. She made me very happy. inspired me to maybe... Do a bit of tapestry. Well, not tapestry, but you know, I like um, my Procreate app on my mm. thingy. I could do a little doodle every day that represented mm. something, and maybe do a grid or something like mm. that. Um, I mean, I'm a few days behind actually because uh, what with the 18th of Jan, I'll have to catch mm. up and do 18 doodles quite quickly. Mm. Um, I think you could do that. It would all be of crying faces, 
Dark yes, days. Yes, miserable. M- misery, mm. greyness. But I do, it's, that has inspired me to maybe do a little something creative every day. Mm. Just like... Why don't you do that? I'm going to do that. I'm going to write it down. Write Thanks, it down. Uh, Gillian Rowe. It's really good. And if you are selling that, let us know. Um, I love it. Yeah, it's really bloody nice, isn't it? On the subject of that... And wait, she does other, mm. other, lots of other crafty things on okay. there. So she makes lots of food, she makes lots of decorations, she's got lots of home ideas, there's lots of inspo for your home and how, everything. How many followers has she got? Just um, out of interest, really. 12,000? 12,000. 12, 12, how many likes has that got? That's got loads. That's got 16,000 likes. likes. You've got more likes than you've got followers. Yeah, that's well, I think it spoke to people. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. Well mm. done, Gillian. It's mm. really, really nice. So I was just having a quick look. There was I was just seeing what what shout outs we've got this week. Mm. So there's one called Mums That Rave. Oh my god. I know. And this it says, is my kind of woman. Yeah, right. It says, Happy New Year. I would like to recommend Mums That Rave. This is <laughs> She's an, recommending <laughs> herself. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, the life affirming real life rave rave panel and meet up for mums by award winning international DJ and producer DJ Nikki Beatnik um, for your podcast. And then there's a couple of things here, but um, maybe they've expired on the thing. So I'm just having a quick look at this. Oh, so she's setting it up for Mums at Ray. This is DJ Beatnik. Um, and she says here, here's a snippet of our 10th Mums Rave Party at Xmas 2021. It's such an amazing event and a safe space for women. Thanks in advance, guys. That sounds good, doesn't it? So presumably Mums at Rave. They've got 10,000 followers. Mm. I love that idea of being able to go and be free in a space, mm. loads of women going nuts. Yeah. Can dads rave there, or is it just a mum's only gig? Um, let us know. But um, it looks it looks it great. It looks quite inclusive. <laughs> it does. But it's a great Instagram account. That mums that rave. It, the brilliant. fact that you got that name is even brilliant Better. in itself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good work. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. As you know, I have been dabbling in the world of cryptocurrencies yes, and yes. all sorts of things, yes. right? So, you know, I've made a few quid and I've lost a few quid and I've bumbled around. But the whole purpose of me doing that really was to try and learn about this whole world of 
cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin and mm-hmm. Ethereum and stuff. Now, I don't know about you, but it strikes me as though the whole subject's getting bigger and bigger all the time. Definitely. So, I hear about it every yeah. single day. Let me get before, I'm just going to tell you something uh, quite significant that's happened today, which you might find interesting, which is that Activision Blizzard, I don't know if you, you're familiar with Activision no. Blizzard, sorry. Um, they're a huge games company, so Chester will have loads of Activision games. When you put in a game, it normally says Activision on it, and then the game starts, mm-hmm. whatever it is has just been bought by Microsoft today for $68.7 billion. No! Yeah. What? So it's the largest takeover ever uh, and a big bet on the metaverse because all these games will essentially live in this metaverse world eventually. So I'm assuming Microsoft bought it because they are putting their foot into the metaverse. Now, the metaverse is something you need to go and learn about, really. And I'm, I guess I'm recommending people go and learn about... Where do they go? Okay, so that I'm going to get to that. Okay. So, uh, first of all, I bought some cryptocurrency and I played around with that for a while. I'm trying to work out what it's all about. But what it's all about, ultimately, is this new version of the internet that it's coming, which they're either calling Internet 3.0, or lots of people call it the, met- the metaverse, but it's roughly the same kind of thing. The Internet 3.0 will be... like a visual internet that you can go and walk around and move around inside, if that makes sense. And within that internet 3.0, there will be metaverses, which will be digital worlds that you can go into and interact in. A bit like this world, but it will be a digital one. You can buy land there, you can buy houses there, you can buy... Yeah? um, Putting on an Oculus. Yeah, you could wear a headset to go into it, or you could just use your iPad... And, and use the screen on your iPad and go around it that way. But yes, a headset or glasses will ultimately be the way that you interact with this world. It's not been built yet, really. It's just kind of... There's two meta worlds... On the cusp. That, ...that I know of that I researched last night. One's called Sandbox, and the other one's called Decentraland. What's interesting about these worlds is that they're not governed by anybody. They're not owned by a person like Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk. They're completely run by a decentralised thing called a blockchain. So what's interesting about them is that nobody can manipulate it or control it particularly. It's just done by the people themselves interacting with it. So whether it can become corrupted or not, I don't really know. But essentially, the only money you'll be able to spend in the metaverse will be cryptocurrencies, Ethereum, Bitcoin, and things like that. So it is worth getting involved in that, even if you just buy £10 of it or £20 of it and just see what happens with it. And then every week or something, just read a little article about Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. Mm. And then there's these things called NFTs, which are knocking around, which are called non-fungible tokens, which means that they can't be replicated. They're completely unique bits of code that normally at the moment are replicating a bit of art or represent a bit of art. So people are buying these. So essentially what they think will happen is you'll go to a, you'll go to a meta world and someone will own a piece of land where they'll build an art gallery which will house their NFTs that you can pay to go and have a look at in the same way that you go to a gallery and have a look at that art there. But they'll also build concert halls and stadiums and stuff like that where you can go and watch Justin Bieber do a concert in this metaverse. And you'll see a digital representation of Justin Bieber and he'll be singing live in his home somewhere, but you'll get to see it along with perhaps 10 billion other people. Mind you, there's only 7 billion people on the planet, Mm. but you know what I mean. So instead of selling 60,000 tickets for a gig, you could sell a billion tickets for a gig Mm. and a billion people could go and watch it. Anyway... It's very interesting. So you might kind of go, well, I, I said, where do I go and learn about this? So I found this guy on uh, the YouTubes last night who I thought was very good. 
So he's, um, he's called Andre, and I have literally no idea how to pronounce that surname, but it's J-I-K-H. Jitch. Jitch. So Andre Jitch. He's a young lad, he's in his 30s, and he's exploring this whole world, and he's done a lot of videos on it. So he did a really interesting one I watched last night called The Best Metaverse Investments Right Now. So people are buying digital land in the metaverse for millions of pounds, not mm. like mm. 20p or anything. Mm. And I thought, what? Like, how do you value a piece of digital land in a world, mm. in a digital world? But he explains all this quite nicely in there and also the relationship between NFTs, Bitcoin and this, and, and the, these meta worlds. So that mm. was, I found that really good. But I also found a really interesting video that he made last night called How to Invest for Teenagers. Mm. and it starts from when you're age 13 and it goes mm. up to basically 19, 20 and he tells you the things that you should be doing at certain ages if you want to make the most out of, I guess, your, kind of your young life. It's not just about making money really, it's about setting yourself up in a reasonable way to know that you're going to earn money as you get a bit older. But anyway, my recommendation is this guy. I think you should, people should go and have a little listen to some of his videos. He's very easy to listen to, he's very articulate and good. Again? He's called Andre Jitch, so it's J-I-K-H is his surname. He's got 1.89 million subscribers, um, which is a lot, and his videos get watched a lot, and he's been around for a good few years, so I don't think he's churning out, like, rubbish, you know, because otherwise you wouldn't survive, I don't think, no. um, as a YouTuber for that long. But he's got loads of really good stuff, and then he's also investing in things like Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, and it's worth looking at. Thing I would say is that I've met lots of various investors recently and people who are in this world. Oh my God, everybody and is talking about there it. There is not a single person, not a single person is saying, ah, it, it, it'll, it'll never, it'll da never happen. Daniel, yeah. on, um, mm. on Own Your Goals, yeah. he's in all of that, NFTs, Bitcoin. Mm. And then the other platform I'd tell people to go and have a look at is something called OpenSea.com. Oh yeah. And OpenSea is a platform that sells NFTs. Now... Basically, you go and look at it and it's just, it is literally an open sea of stuff. Like, mm. it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I watched it, I looked at it last night for an hour. I searched all sorts of different things on there and you can buy stuff for ludicrous prices. You know, there was this spinning glass ball, just a gif that span £60,000. Yeah. You can own it. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> she said, fuck then. That's um, a lot. You know, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's all sorts of stuff going on there. So it is it is fascinating. But my the advice I got from somebody who's in the business, yes, who's a billionaire, you know, who's yes. very wealthy, has said, learn about it. Go and learn about it. Go we on OpenSea. Right? Go and buy some crypto, buy an NFT, whatever it is. Just go and understand it because mm. it is coming and it is going to happen and it will change the world. Mm. And I think, okay... So that's my recommendation. Go and do some learning and some reading. Watch some YouTube videos. This guy's very good, but there's loads of other people out there. Go and have a look at OpenSea. Go and search Decentraland and Sandbox. So Sandbox. for instance, for instance, Snoop Dogg's just bought a house, I think, in Sandbox. Yes. And all of a sudden, the value of the land around that house has gone through the roof because right. everybody wants to live next door to Snoop Dogg, right? Yes. So everyone's, you know, I know it sounds ludicrous, but it's happening. Yes. And there's an enormous amount of money that's going to be earned. There's so, another place for NFTs. Oh, yeah. Art. Okay. Um, makersplace.com. Makersplace.com. Okay. Um, so, I'll have to have a look at that. Yeah. Okay. 
So um, it's been a, f- a really interesting little journey I went on last night, and I've been dabbling around with this for the last few um, last few years. Well, probably the last eighteen months or so. But I- I'm starting to understand it. Go out there and have a little mooch and see what you think. Blimey, that is like <clears throat> mind blowing. Mm. It's um, yeah, isn't it? It's so yeah. I don't know if you kind of think about it too much. It's it's yes. almost too much to handle. And it also sounds a bit silly. I think that's what's funny about it is you go, what? Don't be daft. But it's coming. It's, it's coming, and there's nothing we can stop it. it. It's a bit like when I interviewed Kylie, mm-hmm. and I said, oh, you've got one of these new things called a website. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. And I was like, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't understand what it is, but we've all learnt very quickly, mm. haven't we? Yes, well, I remember getting a computer for the very first time at work. When I worked at Weller, they gave me a laptop. So I, I pressed on Internet Explorer, it was called. I don't know if that exists yeah. anymore. And then I just put in, I wrote in Counting Crows into the, ser- into the bar at the top. Now, that wasn't a search bar at the time. It was an address bar. And nothing came up. It just said mm. Counting Crows 20, 20, 20s. You know, I was like... And I had to go to someone and say, what, what's this? And he said, you need a search engine. And I was like, an engine? Yes. What? And he said, you need something like Yahoo or Ask, Ask Jeeves. I was like, Ask who? What? Like, what? I don't like, understand. It, yeah, it, it, it didn't make any sense. No. And then this idea that it was an engine, like a search engine. I had a engine. website. Yeah, I remember. Davina.tv. Yeah. I came to your and, launch party for it. And, but we just didn't know what to do with it. We mm. were ahead of our time, really. Mm. So it was, it was difficult to get your head around. And it's a bit like that. I think it's like... There's a lot to get your head around. There's new language to learn. I want to talk about Swifty mm-hmm. because <clears throat> Tony Parr oh, sent us a gift and he is a friend oh, of yeah. yours. And he sent us a gift and I got very excited when the gift came because I was like, oh, it's a scooter. Now, it's called SwiftyScooters.com and Swifty Scooters are... If you're a teenager or mm-hmm. an, an adult, these are extremely desirable scooters. Um, if you go to electric scooters, they are kind of like the ladies' bicycle with the basket on the, the Brompton. front. Yeah. The Brompton, they are yeah. kind of they look different to any other scooter. Yeah. Electric scooters, they've got they've got kind of just fold, normal fold, fold urban push along scooters. Okay. That you can kind of, you know, do your usual now, tricks with and stuff. Gone. As you know, I had an electric scooter. Yes. It fell apart. I broke it. Really. Yes. I, yes. I tried to modify it, and then one thing or another, so right. it's gone. What do you mean? What, what did you? How did you? I try tried to mod- put different handlebars on it and all did the rest you? of it, like I was a kid. You know, when you get a BMX, you think I'll put different wheels on it, different <laughs> tires on it. I'll tie it up, put a different bit of grip tape on it. I broke the whole thing basically. So. I threw it away, but this summer I'm definitely going to reinvest in a would new... Would you get new, something like this? I would definitely get... I want something that folds that I can carry. So no heavier than about 15 kilos, really. Um, yeah, something like that. But with tires, the other thing just add rubber solid things. I want... Yeah, uh, the, these in, are um, tires. These tires. are proper yeah. tires. Um, this and, looks great. And, okay. you know, you've got adventure ones with kind of different treads. You've got kids ones, which look really, really cool. But actually, so when I opened it... Because um, he came down, um, we opened it, and he said it's not a scooter. I was yeah. like, "Oh!" Disappointed. And <laughs> he's joking, no, uh, Pip. Dis- yeah, he is. Disappointing. Um, and what happened was, he gave us. It's called a Swifty balance ball, and there was um, a wall bracket and to kind of store mm. it on. And 
He didn't know, I don't think, that I'd hurt my ankle, but actually it is extremely good Mm. for any kind of physio, um, but at the same time as being absolutely bloody terrifying. Yes. I mean, the idea of going on it without Pip there to hold on to me, Mm. I don't know. But actually, I think if I practised it enough, I've taken it up to the gym. Yeah. And I think if I get on it enough and practise it enough, I will get better and it will really help me when we go wakeboarding because yeah. it's got that same thing. So basically... Can I just... The, can I just it's wake surfing. Wake surfing. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's all right. Cause it, because uh, wakeboarding is on the board. Well, it's when you hold on to a... you're attached. attached. Wake surfing, surfing the wake. Okay. It's only because Pip picks me up on it all the time. Okay. And I thought, you know, I should probably... No, on I appreciate his behalf, that. Yeah. So basically a balance board is a board that looks the same shape. It looks like a surfboard. Yeah. But it is... Probably it's like two a skateboard, feet. I suppose, yeah. Yeah, about the length of a skateboard. Yeah. And it there is a very, very hard cork about the size of a muscle roller. Yeah, one of those T-band rollers. Well, like a T-band I, roller. I-T-band? I-T-band, yeah. but for, for like your muscles. Yes. But it's smooth, and you put the skateboard sort of surfboard shape... Mm-hmm. on top of the rolly thing and it rolls backwards and forwards and you have to balance it's like a circus trick essentially it's isn't like it? a yes. circus trick yeah. it's really hard is but it? it is so good for your core it's very good for your core for your it? ankles yeah for your legs and there must be some kind of eye to foot coordination thing going and on and that well. is why it's very good for rehab mm. because when you've had an injury you have to remind mm-hmm. your body on how to coordinate mm-hmm the different parts of your body, when you haven't done anything on it for 12 weeks, mm-hmm. you need to reteach your body and your brain how to signal to your yeah. ankle. And that's exactly why it's so good, hand-eye coordination. It's absolutely brilliant. And this is on swiftyscooters.com. Yep. You can go and see them. Um, they're quite expensive. I was quite amazed that you bought us this as a gift because um, I think, wow, Pip, you must like us. Oh, my God, they are. I yeah. didn't even look at that. So about £160, £148, pounds, yeah. £168, pounds, depending on what, which one you get. It was surprisingly good fun, though, wasn't it? Because we were all on Everybody it for quite a while, like, all the time. Like, ev- more than... Joel, your yeah. son, is frustratingly brilliant yeah. at everything. Well, he, he is does. a skateboarder, so he's already got the patter. And, and the, Sonny got it down, kind of like, stuff. really yeah, quickly. Yeah, he did, didn't God. he? Yeah. And uh, I did as well. Youth, I don't have to, I don't want to go on about that, but... Um, but it was it was a great gift. I was delighted that he got us that. So yeah, God, I'm excited. I'm excited about a new electric scooter now. We were in a shop the other day. Mm. Um, I can't remember what shop it was, but it was a um, fancy gift shop in Tunbridge Wells. Yes. And I remember thinking the with the jugs, with the, the gluggy jugs, jugs, the glug jugs, yeah. Mm. And then it had in there a bin, like a oh. pedal bin, right? It was so good. Yeah. And I thought, oh, look at that, an actual nice bin. Kitchen bins mm, are revolting. Ugly. They're mm. really ugly looking. They always look like you're supposed to put rubbish in them. They're nothing, uh, there's nothing that nice about them. They're not designed particularly mm. well. Like somebody needs to get hold of the whole bin industry mm. and like bin it mm. and then create something nice. Anyway, for once, there was this really nice bin. So it was on four little legs. It was off the ground. So it looked like a little console table or something like that. But then you pop the top and it had two sections of bin, like a recycling bin and a, and a rubber bin. And it was from that company. Brabantia. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Bar, bar. No, oh, that's Barbarita. Barbarita. Because that's called Brabantia. 
that's that's the same though, is that? No, that's Barbarita. It must be a Barbarita bin from Brabantia. Oh, do you think? God, that's confusing. So that's the company. This is the official website. Yeah, that's uh, Brabantia. Is that how you say it? Look, Brabantia. Brab, Brab. Brabantia. Brabantia. I've always called it Brabritta. I think I'm dyslexic. I've always thought. And you remember those Brabritta brins? Elves, yeah. <laughs> And everybody knows what I'm talking about. But they've done a really good job. But these oh ones God, on the... look at them. These look ones at all on the different ones. On the They're so legs, good. They've, they've absolutely pulled it out of the bag, I think. So if you're but looking I for a new kitchen bin... what's so clever about them is mm. that they're thin. Yes. So you, when you put them up against the end of a unit, they don't stick out too much in the kitchen. And they kind of look like they belong there. Yeah. Whereas the problem with a lot of bins is that they just stick out like a sore thumb. Mm. And you're never really inclined to wipe them down or clean them. They're just something horrible about them. Mm. But these ones, they look like a bit of furniture. I mean, it's oh, look a nice the little thing. So yeah. nice. So um, I, I almost asked if they were for sale, and it wasn't. It was a bin for the reception at the <laughs> shop. I thought, well, I'll buy that. And she was like, no, you won't. I was like, oh, you don't sell them. You should. So as a little recommendation for that, if anyone's looking for a new kitchen bin, they're quite expensive. But if it's on display what in your we home... like, we've changed. Yeah, I know. That's two things know, we've recommended right. that are expensive. We've got we've um, to watch our pricing. Yeah. Um, but go and have a little look on their website. There's loads of nice little things in there, especially if, so, you're, if you're in the... In the, the Brabantia Bow Touch Bin High. High, yeah. So it's on the little stools. It's £212. But like I say, if it's on display all the time in your home, then I think it's potentially worth investing in something like that. The other one is they do called simple human they do nice bins as well and nice bin bags they're worth a look they have one of those soft closing lids so oh, yeah. it opens really slowly and closes mm. nice and slowly can i just say something yeah. annoying if you just want to chuck something in the bin it is i mean they don't it's not that slow it's not like oh, a minute okay. you know okay. but it's not like clank clank you know mm. like some of them are mm. like dusty bin uh, remember dusty bin i do my dad worked at yorks tv when they used to record dusty bin and he used to go down there and watch it getting recorded and I used to be able to remote control Dusty Bin around the oh studio. God, did you love that? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that was really good, and Michael. Uh, if you do it the wrong you way around, the hand action. then you ended up doing that. And oh my God. That was what Ted Rogers used to do. Remember Ted Rogers? Yes, of course. Mm. Um, you probably stole his career. Yeah. yeah. He was once a Saturday night hotshot TV host. And then bang, you came so. along. And he probably turned to the drink. <laughs> Oh no, God, I won't be able to sleep tonight. I'm only kidding. Okay, one last thing before we go, which you and I both have fallen in love with. Where is it? Okay. So where did we hear about this? Um, We heard about it from... I started with Andy Abraham. Andy Abraham sent us it on WhatsApp. And then Caitlin Moran Mm -hmm. said, Wordle will be the death of me. Like it's the, you know, it's driving me absolutely mad. And I thought, isn't that funny that I heard about it from Andy and now everybody's talking about it on Twitter. But what I think is so funny is that it's online. Yes, it's not. It's not an an app. app. So you go to a website called powerlanguage.co.uk. It says, hi, I'm Josh. I enjoy building unique products that focus on human interaction. Things about me. I'm an artist, production manager and engineer. I live in Brooklyn. I'm on the internet often. Uh, you may have heard of two projects that I've created, The Button and The Place. Um, Wordle is on there as well. And it's a daily word guessing game that he made. So 
powerlanguage.co.uk forward slash wordle and wordle gives you six chances to work out what a word is it's one word a day and once you've completed the word you don't get another one you have to wait 24 hours to get another one now you need to go and play this basically it's extremely good but um you have to decipher what the word is and you get six goals to do it and it gives you a set of rules it is a brilliant and simple idea that is fantastic i couldn't recommend it enough powerlanguage.co.uk forward slash wordle i know lots of you probably know it already so um forgive us if we're if, uh, we're telling you stuff you already know but oh so what we currently know is davina's doing it in front of me that um it starts with the letter p and then there is an o in there but the o is currently in the wrong place and then we've got three other letters we need to decipher and we've only got four more goals to do it otherwise the whole thing gets reset um you can't play this while we're doing this. Okay, sorry, podcast. you've lost we'll, me. We'll wait. You've, yes, you've lost me. Uh, I realise You that. can't start me. You can't mm. open Wordle yeah. while we're still on the podcast. It's bad. Have we got any shout-outs? Uh, yes, that's exactly what we should do. <gasps> got rid of um, the Wordle. What? <laughs> you got rid of my Wordle. Did I? No, no. No, no, it's still, still there, there okay, but I'm like, <gasps> okay, I want to yeah, guess. Yeah, okay, no, no, we'll, we'll play it as soon as we've gone off air. Okay. We'll, we'll nail it. Um, okay, where are we here then? Oh my God, there's quite a few here. So let's look at Cindy. Six minutes ago, Cindy said, thanks for a great podcast. I've listened to it every week and I've enjoyed many of your recommendations. Oh! Uh, what? Caliphate. <gasps> there is a Swedish, I think, drama serial on Netflix called Caliphate, which I'm sure you will enjoy. It's excellent. Oh, because there's a podcast that I've yep. been listening to called Caliphate. So I wonder if that uh, links into that at all. Thanks very much indeed, Cindy. So that's Caliphate Cindy, and it's on Netflix. I love a Nordic noir yes. series. So I am going to watch that. Thank you very much. Uh, Aileen Palmer. I feel like I know Aileen, but maybe I don't. Dumfries and Galway based. Celebrant. No, no I don't. Okay. Hi, Davina and Michael. Love today's oh. episode. And with Michael's propensity to cry when hearing certain music. I felt content to sell you this beautiful piece by Max Richter. Davina put me on to Max Richter a while ago, and it is brilliant is music. Yeah, it's called Sorry, On the Nature drop. of Daylight. I've just discovered him through reading an article about... Clemency Burton Hill, who's a friend of mine. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, she's the girl that I did the workout for. You suffered a, uh, yeah, a brain hemorrhage. Uh, brain hemorrhage and a massive stroke. She underwent emergency surgery and spent 17 days in a coma. When she regained consciousness, it was uh, to a radically different reality. She had to relearn how to talk and walk and write. And she credits the music of Max Richter for helping her through. This song in particular is so moving. Michael, you are obviously an empath who feels deeply. Be proud of that. Aww. Oh, don't want to cry. That's <laughs> so nice. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely will have a, a listen to that. I mean, I've got um, a couple of playlists of his that are just so nice to put mm. on. It's really... Matt, if you listen sound. to Max Richter Essentials as well, Apple mm, um, that's the have one. got yeah. a Ma Max Richter Essentials, which is really nice. And it's just amazing that sound can do that to you. Mm. You don't necessarily need any words. Mm. It's just the collection of those mm. sounds put together in that order at that timing. Mm. And he does lots of um, soundtracks and things as well. Um, thanks very much, uh, Aileen. That's oh, you know, I did her thing. podcast, Clemency's podcast, and she introduced me to him on that. Yeah. And we cried. Did you? Mm. I do remember you doing that podcast, yeah. Mm. Uh, Nicola Mailing, loving Fridays again, uh, since you were both back with uh, Making the Cut. 
Thanks for my uh, life in a mixtape. Oh, great. Yeah, it's really good, wasn't it? It's making the housework joy. Um, I'm loving Stay Close on Netflix with James Nesbitt and Sarah Parrish. Well worth a watch. Happy weekend to you both. Look forward to next gorgeous outfit and hairdo on The Masked Singer. Yeah, we had a we had a really nice one the other day. Yeah, we did. Uh, it did. It, I got lots of very nice comments about that, and you looked really thanks. Really, I good. was in my uh, kind of wear the same. I'm inspired by Kate Middleton. What for re-wearing fashion? Yeah. It's a great idea. I've because, always thought do you know it's... what? I wore that dress for the second time. Mm. I wore it on the last series of The Masked Singer. Mm. I don't think anyone noticed. No, well, I've always it's found that, that, that people always go, you can't wear the same thing twice. Yeah. I just think, really? No one noticed. I'm always wearing the same thing twice. Mm. These pants I've had on for a week. Nice. Uh, hello, Making a Good Team. Still absolutely loving the podcast. And for what it's worth, they are perfect timings. We need at least 60 minutes of Michael and Davina. My recommendation after listening to today's show and hearing Davina talk about cold cases is... Outlier. Outlier. On Walter Presents on Channel 4. Mm. Oh, yeah, Walter Presents is good, isn't it? Really good Nordic story, mm. great scenery, strong jumper game. Yeah, great. Oh, yeah. I love a strong jumper game. Whole case being tweezered apart, uh, Davina. It's great. Oh. It's Nikki from Oatsy World. That sounds amazing. Uh, great, because we're. I've got to say, I'm struggling quite a bit to find something to really sink my teeth into. Do you know what I bought last night and started to watch? What? James Bond again. No time oh. to die. I just really missed it. I really liked. And, and I'm gonna I want miss, to watch Dune. I'm going to miss Daniel Craig. Oh my God, I can't bear. I can't. Um, so I just so wanted to watch I, it I again. I feel really sorry for whoever is going to, because whatever yeah. they do, that first film is going to be hard. It is, because he's left a banger at the end. He's it's left a, really, a banger. I, I've watched about an hour of it last night. I watched so 20 good. minutes of it today. Eating and he lunch. does the pouty thing. Oh my God, he's got a great mm. face, hasn't he? It's a kind of peculiar face, but it's great. Um, he's what they call in France, joli laid. Which means? Handsome ugly. Yeah, okay. Jolie Lay is like, it sounds evil, but it's I'm just it, what jolie. it's trying to say is like. Am I just Jolie? You are just Or am jolie. I just Lay? No, you're just Jolie. Okay. Um, but someone like, someone who's really different looking and mm-hmm. you can't. Benedict Cumberbatch mm, yeah, okay. is, is Jolie Lay. There's something appealing. Attra- yeah, yeah. Attra- I know you can't, you don't yeah, see yeah. it, but yeah, yeah. a lot of women find Benedict Cumberbatch very okay. attractive. Or. Um, I mean, Daniel Craig is just very good looking, but he's got this kind of, he's just got an interesting, yeah. he's not, he's different. Do you know what he is? He's, he's in perfect proportion, Daniel Craig. His body. Oh my God, his body is his amazing. His body is yeah. off the charts. I mean, and uh, for a man of his age, to a, get like that, yeah. you have no idea the work. I have every idea, it's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> good Lord. But yeah, he just looks fantastic in it. And the clothes are really nice in it. The cars are nice in it. There's Everything. a nice bit of humour in it. Yeah. I just I just wanted to kind of watch Bond again. So yeah. I did that and I really, really enjoyed it. Final one. Happy, uh, wishing you a happy new year. Just love your first podcast of 2022. So funny. Uh, when Michael said, Alexa, call everyone in the house for tea. My Alexa replied. <laughs> we should try that. Alexa. See if anybody's goes off uh, right now. <laughs> I would like to recommend cans of kombucha by Remedy. I oh, thought Davina might be interested. It's a non-alcoholic, but it tastes like it. It is sugar-free oh, and great. only nine calories. But it's, it's live cultured. Yeah. yeah, that's a great idea. It's really good for your gut. I buy mine from Holland oh, and Barrett. Tesco's. So my mate makes his own kombucha. Yeah. And uh, who's he, that? He gives it Andy, me, me fitness mate. Andy he used to be my fitness trainer. He's the guy who got me into the old crypto currency. Mm. Fitness trainers are all at it. But I went round to his house and he said, well, I've made me own kombucha to get a glass of this, you know. 
So it's got a kind of peculiar taste to it. It has, well, anything live cultured yeah. is, is slightly, well, it's meant to taste fermented. Um, but this one's, a, yeah, it is fermented. Mm. It didn't really taste of, it tasted kind of vinegary to me, mm. but this um, Kerry here is saying, I like the ginger and lemon one. I would definitely give that a try, actually. I would as well. Let's get It's some. good for you, right? Oh, it's, it's really very good, good for you. you. Anything with live cultures in. I mean, Megan Rossi's always talking about that. Mm. One other thing, I don't know if we mentioned this, but for Christmas I bought you a pillbox, like yes. 31 days of the year on. I bought myself one as well. I really like it. Mm. So I put all my vitamins in it. So I take five vitamins a day. I've never taken vitamins before in my life. I did it because me and you did that vid- millions and millions mm. campaign. They gave mm. us some vitamins. I thought, you know what, I'm going to give them a whirl. So I take mm. a magnesium, vitamin B, vitamin D, a calcium, and a, and a vitamin, and a, and a multivitamin. That's all very, very good. My wee is very yellow. I mean, mm. it's pushing out some stuff here. So, mm. but I mean, I feel, I, although I've got the January blues, I, I do generally feel pretty good. And I'm going to essentially put it down to well, the vitamin, Well, vitamin D in particular now, yeah. everybody should be taking vitamin mm. D all, all year round, mm. really, but especially in the winter, because we are not getting any, and it's really important to our immune system and yeah. our health. But for me, um, and this isn't an ad, I'm not trying to advertise... Yeah, yeah. Um, What's quite funny about the pill box that you gave me, you painstakingly put vitamins in every single thing, but I don't know what the vitamins are, and they're not quite the same vitamins that I take. Ah, okay. So I'm painstakingly emptying them out and trying to sift through and see which ones I recognise. Okay. And then putting the ones that I do take back in. Okay. And separating the ones that I don't... Why would you not take certain ones? Um, Because I don't feel like I need a multivitamin because I'm taking B... C and D and magnesium. I was a bit like that. Yeah, I, I, I thought I'm not I'm topping up too much on one of these. Um, so I felt like actually I, I the, think I've got enough. The there. multivitamin is just the big one. Yeah. So you just take that out. Oh, okay. And the rest of them are other are, are my are, ones. Are, but you don't yeah. have the C and D together. I like the chewable. I do not want to chew. No, I a know, vitamin. but I do. Okay. So okay. you've got C and D separately. Yeah, I do. And I like the chewy. You like the chewy one. Yeah. Okay. So you painstakingly did thirty-one. I did. Little, which was the nicest thing, and I've only wanted to tell you about it now mm. because I felt too bad to tell you about no, it. No, I don't time. mind really. I mean, it was but a gesture of. It was. Like, it's love. been very useful because I have refilled them, and I oh, have, have ta- Well, I've taken them yeah. away. Yeah, me with too. Places I take them out. The only thing is, I, ke- I keep thinking, oh, my God, where's. Where's the 17th, 13th gone yeah. or whatever? Yeah, yeah, I've lost the 13th day. But um, I, every day I just open the thing, pop it in, chuck up my, all in my mouth at once. Oh, A big Christ. glug of orange juice, boom, they're done. Boom. Um, so, Do you take magnesium in the day? Yeah, well, I take it about, I take everything at lunchtime, essentially. Well, I take well, magnesium at night. I don't want to be doing different time slots for different vitamins. I want them all mm. to go in at the same time. Yeah, Otherwise, I'm going to forget. I agree. Um, but I love but the pill But magnesium is very important okay. as well. When I bought pill boxes, I thought, God, this is what pensioners have, right, for all their pills. Yeah, but do you know what? Mm. It's a really good idea. It's, it's really helping me remember. Good. Hey, this is a good one. This was a good one, wasn't it? It's a lot. And yesterday you said to me, Oh, God. Oh, I don't, I don't think struggling. I've got anything. I'm really struggling. We never struggle. I know. Before but... we'd even recommended the first thing, we'd recommended about seven things. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> I think it's because I've watched so many things that I don't want to recommend, yes. and that's a problem. Well, I've watched because, three or four. Yeah. I've started three or four things, mm. and you know something is bad when you start something, yeah. and you can't get past the first 20 minutes. Yeah. Me and Chester started watching a film. We stopped after 20 minutes. You just think, I'm, I'm not, not going to name not, and shame. Yeah. It's not in my nature. Yeah. 
Um, you know what's going to happen? People are going to people, people will message yeah. and say, "Tell us what we'll it was." We'll that you didn't like. We'll secretly yeah. tell. Yeah, we'll tell you if you DM as well. Um, lots of love, everybody. Lots Hope of love. Have a lovely weekend. We'll see you next week. Bye. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 